Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Tuesday, February 16th. S&P futures are rallying about 20 points. That's about 50 basis points. NASDAQ futures are slightly underperforming. They're up about 56 points. That's about 40 basis points. The major European indices are trading up about 10 to 20 basis points this morning, but that follows very healthy gains on Monday. So the European indices are up about 1.3 to 1.5% week to date already. We're seeing outperformance in Europe this morning in basic resources. So a lot of your big mining names, epicenter stocks, the ones that are most levered to the pandemic. So travel, leisure, aerospace, um, renewables, chemicals, banks, energy are all doing well in Europe. Nothing is dramatically underperforming. Mining stocks are doing well, up over a percent in Europe, thanks to strong earnings and strong dividend news from Glencore and BHP. The epicenter names traded very well on Monday, and they're extending those gains um, so far this morning in Europe. On uh, and looking at the major Europe, uh, major Asian indices, you saw continued strength. So Hong Kong reopened after being closed for a few days. The Hang Seng ended up nearly two percent. Nikkei jumped Monday. It also it rallied again today. So the Nikkei is trading very well week to date. Mainland China and Taiwan in Asia were still closed for holidays. So just looking at the U.S. market, there's a ton of news to go through over the last 72 hours. Obviously, you had a holiday in the U.S. yesterday. Not going to touch on everything. Um, the piece is quite long today. I think, though, just kind of stepping back and looking at the broader narrative, you remember you had the three big pillars of the rally are all very much still, um, you know, at, in still at play, still placing upward pressure on stocks, vaccines, earnings, and stimulus. I think the COVID narrative, um, especially in the U.S., has become quite bullish over the last several weeks. I think justifiably so. Um, you know, you continue to see a decline in hospitalizations and transmissions. You continue to see an increase in vaccinations. And then when Johnson Johnson hits the market, which should be by March 1st, you're going to see an even fur- a, a more dramatic increase in the uh, percent of the U.S. adult population that has received a vaccine. I think by the end of April, you're going to look at um, you know a dramatically different um, outlook with regards to the pandemic. Um, you know, you're probably going to have some type of herd immunity achieved in the U.S., um, which will lead to a collapse in transmissions and hospitalizations, et cetera. So. I think that increasingly is seeping into the market. Obviously, you're seeing that show up in a lot of the epicenter stocks, um, especially travel and leisure names. Um, and I and I suspect, obviously, that's going to be a huge theme over the over the coming months. On the stimulus front, um, you know, with Trump's trial out of the way, the focus down Washington will be shifting nearly exclusively to the fiscal negotiations. You know, I think Democrats have given up on uh, any any hope of kind of a bipartisan agreement. So now the question is. Um, reconciling the various different demands of the House and Senate, and then getting a single bill back to Biden's desk. The House is pushing forward. The House could have a bunch of votes um, by next week. So the House could have its process wrapped up as soon as the end of next week, um, which is essentially the end of February. But there are still some pretty substantial differences between what the House is working on and then what is capable of passing the Senate. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the big area of negotiation that has to take place, specifically on eligibility for the stimulus checks and then on the minimum wage. Those, those seem to be the two areas of dis, uh, disagreement right now. Democrats are racing to have this wrapped up by the middle of March. March 14th is when you start to see some of the COVID unemployment benefits start to expire. And then also, I think Democrats realize that they're kind of racing against the pandemic. As pandemic news flow gets better and better, 
Um, you know, I think they're going to you're going to see kind of political support for another huge fiscal bill um, start to bleed away. And so I think that's another reason why they're racing to kind of have this wrapped up within the next month. Um, you know, so I still think that it is plausible to have a one and a half trillion to one point seven trillion bill back on Biden's desk by the middle of March. Um, you know, I think that's increasingly very much expected. Now, the question becomes what happens after that? Remember, Biden has another stimulus bill that he has been preparing um, the quote unquote recovery bill. I think that, you know, you're expending a lot of political capital on this rescue bill. Plus you're going to see a much better, um, COVID backdrop over the coming months. I think both of those two things are going to, um, you know, are dramatically dial back, um, what is going to be plausible or achievable with, um, the recovery bill. Uh, you know, earnings is definitely kind of fading into the background as the Q4 season comes to an end. Um, but just keep in mind, you still have a bunch of January end companies. So Walmart analog devices are probably the two big January end reports this week. And then you're also now, um, you know, the sell side conference season is resuming. So you have, you know, a bunch of conferences over the coming weeks. You're going to hear more from individual companies. But I think, you know, we just heard from all of corporate America with earnings. So that's going to fade a little bit into the background. You know, the big debate for U.S. equities remains the same. All the fundamental factors that I just mentioned are all quite supportive of higher prices. Um, you know, the problem is it's also quite unfavorable for Treasury. So you're seeing yields continue to rise. They're up again this morning. Um, you know, 10, 20, 30-year yields are up about three basis points again. You know, I think you have already seen, a, obviously, dramatic normalization in equities back to pre-pandemic conditions. Um, and I think that process is really kind of just getting underway um, in Treasuries as Treasuries catch up to what equities have already been pricing in. Um, and as yields rise... That obviously is going to undercut some of the multiple expansion process that took place. That is your your biggest risk by far um, in the market. So I don't think there's really a ton of pushback on fundamentals. Um, you know, there's a relative consensus around stimulus, vaccines, COVID, et cetera, earnings. Um, you know, I, the big debate is is multiples. How high will the ten year yield rise? And then at what point does that really start to kind of eat into the multiple expansion that you saw last year? Um, you know, I think probably one and a half percent on the ten-year yield is is probably just a matter of time, matter of weeks, um, and that's going to certainly um, you know weigh on the multiple. Um, and again, I think that's kind of uh, the main area of focus now over the coming weeks. Um, just quickly on the calendar um, for this week, the main macro events. So you have the FOMC minutes on Wednesday tomorrow. You're going to have the House Financial Services Committee hearing on the GameStop volatility. That's on Thursday. You're, you're going to have a bunch of uh, you know prominent people testifying at that hearing, um, so it'll be entertaining. I don't know if it's really going to be all that important for the market. You have flash PMIs on Friday. That's going to give you your first look at February economic data. Um, Biden is going to be on the road this week, starting you know talking about stimulus, trying to make the case publicly. So he'll be in Wisconsin today. Um, there'll be a CNN town hall event later today. So you know keep an eye out for that. Although I doubt. It's really going to be market moving. Um, he visits a Pfizer vaccine facility on Thursday, and then you have a bunch of earnings. So I mentioned a couple already. Um, you know, analog devices is going to be uh, in focus Wednesday morning. That's obviously a big semiconductor name. That's going to be um, a January end report. Walmart comes Thursday morning. Applied Materials is Thursday night, and then you have a bunch of others. Um, so Palantir is this morning. That's obviously very much in focus given it's a, a uh, you know high profile momentum stock. Shopify is is tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning. That's another high profile momentum name. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. 
Thank you for listening.